HRN listeners. As we celebrate our 15th year, we are deepening our commitment to giving voice to the next generation of food system storytellers, and we need your help. Our internship and fellowship programs help activate new possibilities for underrepresented and underestimated young people through experiential journalism, audio engineering, and production training. Through these unique programs, HRN helps food equity stewards build essential workforce readiness skills that expand their potential and foster economic mobility. Please consider supporting these critical programs. And with a minimum donation, you can be entered to win a dinner for two at an amazing restaurant in one of eight cities and tickets to a concert at a great venue in one of those cities. We have incredible partners across the country who have donated as they also share our passion for helping to educate the next generation of food system storytellers. Check out heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. That's heritageradionetwork.org 15 to donate and enter to win today. And make sure you donate before March 31st. Thank you. In the Tuxpan region of Jalisco, like in many regions of Mexico, agave spirits are integrated into the fabric of daily life. They're part of the religion, literally, the spirits, and they're almost always called some form of mezcal locally, even though they are not certified. The spirits are served at every one of the community's many religious fiestas. So when the production of these spirits is at risk, literally, the cultural heritage of the entire community is at risk. And that's what's happening in one community in Tuxpan. Don Arturo is a fifth-generation mescalero, or palenquero, or tabanero, or really tachiquero, because that's what his family calls their little distillery, a tachica. It was built by Don Arturo's father, who learned the craft from his father, who learned the craft from his father. And add one more father, because Don Arturo is, as I say, fifth generation. So Don Arturo's Tachica is a hillside gem, a couple of clay-topped steel pot stills, in-ground fermenters, and an earthen oven overlooking a forested hillside. But that hillside is eroding. The rains from the extreme weather that has been plaguing the region in recent years is literally washing away Don Arturo's little distillery and threatening to take with it the community's cultural heritage. With the financial support we're receiving from 818 Tequila, Sacred is rebuilding Don Arturo's family tachica. Or really what we're doing is we're fortifying it so as not to interrupt that heritage. We're rebuilding and reinforcing the hillside that has been eroded, creating a retaining wall that will secure the location. Above that, to serve as a buffer for the weakest part of the earth, we're building a modest tasting room where the locals can sit and enjoy the view of that forested hillside when they come to purchase Don Arturo's Vino de Mezcal. And we're building a structure around Don Arturo's earthen oven so that his tapatas are no more at the whim of the changing weather patterns than his rebuilt tachica will be. This effort to preserve Don Arturo's family business and the cultural heritage of this community in Southern Jalisco is only possible because of a grant sacred received from 818 Tequila. To learn more about this and the other projects 818 Tequila is funding, please visit us at sacred.mx. That's sacred.mx. The earth is home to all of us, and we're honored to have been selected by 818 Tequila as their partner in making it a more welcoming home. I 
I'm Lou Bank. I am Chava Perivan. And this is Agave Road Trip, the uncertified podcast that helps drink X bartenders but earners in agave, agave spirits, and rural Mexico. Lovely. Lovely. Thank you. Uh, anyway, yeah. so what are we talking about today, Lou? And before we start, can I tell you about a horrible thing that happened today? Uh, I, I'm, apparently you can, yes. Okay, so it's going to be really fast. Yeah. Uh, do you remember you had 20 liters of tequila stored at my house? Uh, well, it wasn't tequila. It was an uncertified agave spirit. <laughs> that was made in the tequila region with Blue Beber. Uh, yep. My bro- I was staying at my brother's house, and my brother just called me. To- I had four missed calls from my brother, and they called him back. And he said that the glass container that it had them exploded overnight. And it he- exploded? And he woke up with the biggest stench of tequila in the world it exploded <laughs> he says it exploded wow okay so all 20 <laughs> liters is gone yes yes I, I i started making a drama about that and my brother's stuff is like you have any idea of how my house smells right now <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's hardly his fault but okay clayton i'm gonna be reaching out to you you sold this to me let's figure out what happened i don't understand how something distilled could still be fermenting that no doesn't it's make not any fermenting sense. it just it just and it's an industrially made piece of glass it shouldn't have exploded this is the weirdest thing do you think it's possible that you're this is so not what's actually <laughs> this is this is perfect i've got the transition set up now in my head but do you think it's possible that your brother came home drunk and and he he no? doesn't drink anymore no huh. Do you, po- do you think it's possible that your brother's girlfriend came home drunk? He never invites his girlfriend home. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. So it runs in the family. Okay. That's, yeah, yeah, yeah. that's weird. But, you know, while we're talking about uh, uh, tequila exploding, let's talk about – see, see how I did this transition? Let's yeah, talk about the sales of spirits in the USA during 2021. This, this – um, right? The annual oh. review – you see how I did that? The annual review from the Distilled Spirits Council of the United States, Discus, um, just came out. And there's some fascinating information in it. Oh, lovely. Okay, so can I, even before you start, I I saw a press release by The Rock's Tequila. Yeah, well, The, the Rock, the, the person that's... Dwayne the, the Rock, Rock Johnson. That kid. Uh, can you smell what uh, The Rock is distilling? What? Don't worry about it. Just keep going. Okay. Uh his numbers were insane. It was millions. I, I, did, I did not. See, what? It was millions and millions of bottles. God bless. Oh, like it was. Uh, I was just very impressed. Like again, like we come from a context of uh, you know, a palate is a big thing. And <laughs> yes, a palate is a big thing. <laughs> yeah, and then like it seems like it's not. But anyway, so what? What? Which are the conclusions that this cause or uh, these kids have? Okay, well let me let me pull it up and go. Like there's some specific details I want to get to, but before I even get to that, let me just let me just go to like the 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 overall conclusions, right? Because it's remarkable to me how. Um, how the overall market for spirits has increased so significantly. So let's just oh. talk about dollars. Well, that's not great news, though. Like that's that's. Well, it is. It is if you're in the business of selling spirits. Well, yeah, but at the same time, it's just like it's it's like a little bit of a dark thing that well, when well, the I, pandemic. I, 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 I get yeah. why you're saying that, but I promise you that I will I will bring us back around to a silver okay. lining in it. Okay. 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 Cool. Okay. Cool. So the overall market for spirits grew by. This is just the U. 
USA. Okay, mm. grew by th- because the USA is the world. I get it. Yeah, I, yeah, I, know, yeah. I know how yeah. you guys roll. Whatever. I, you know what? Hey, <laughs> if you can find for me the statistics for the rest of the world, I'm in. You know that. Whatever. In Let's fact, talk to in your fact we're going to get to that. Let's talk to your country. Yeah, I've got yeah, this yeah. teed up anyway. So just in the USA, the market for spirits grew by $3.8 billion. Now, absent mm. a, you know, context, you don't know what that means, but that's 12% growth year on what? year. 12? Not even China grows. Like China grows 4% every like, you mean? And this year wasn't great. You mean population or... Or, no, no, no. Actually, no. their population is... Go, uh, that's a whole separate yeah, uh, conversation. Yeah, yeah. But anyways, that's insane. Right. To grow 12% for... Yeah, that's that's absolutely bonkers. Right. Now, okay, so now let's get to that uh, that part that you talked about, which is, oh, no, but uh, it's, a, you know, it's a pandemic. That means people are hurting and they're drinking too much. Um, so the volume increased by 9.3%, right? So 12% growth in dollars... 9.3% growth in volume. I like that. So there people are buying more expensive alcohol. That's what you're yeah, trying to Yeah, that's what I'm getting to. So now, so now let's dig a little bit deeper into this, right? Mm. Uh so what you're going to find is that sales for the first time ever of tequila mm. and mezcal, I don't know why Discus doesn't call it agave spirits the way that yeah, the TTB yeah, yeah. does what they don't. Um grew so significantly that they outpaced whiskey. No. Yeah. Again, we're no. just talking. Yeah, we're just talking the USA. But when you look at that, um, uh, I'm sorry, the 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 increase in revenues. Sorry, the increase in revenues for tequila mezcal outpaced whiskey. So, whiskey grew by 26 percent. Tequila mezcal by 31 percent. Okay, but and and, and I think like. <sighs> A lot of people will say it is because celebrities are making tequila, but there you also have a bunch of celebrities doing whiskey. You know, there is this, uh, I, I don't know if you follow uh, contract well, sports, well, but, but there's this, uh, what? I, I want to shut that down. I don't even want to, I don't even want to entertain that notion because it's just a false notion. If you go, yeah, yeah, yeah. we've discussed this before. Yeah. That's yeah, okay. I mean, let's move on. Let's you, move on. If fast. You, yeah. But yeah, if you, yeah, yeah. if you go to the CRT's website and you look at tequila sales, tequila sales have been on the rise since, well, since they started charting it back in 95. But the thing that, again, to get back to this exact same thing, the thing that I find fascinating is if you look Look at tequila sales. They break them down at the CRT website. They break mm-hmm. the statistics down yeah. by 100% tequila and tequila. So that would be, you know, what what people call mixtos, but there's no such thing as an official mixto. Um, but the sale of mixtos has been. Uh, it's unfair to say it's it's been consistent because in, since '95, um, the sales have basically doubled. Right. Mm. But you compare that to 100 percent tequila, where in 95 it was one one point two. Where's the number here? Yeah. One one point two. What is it? One point two million liters of 100 percent tequila were were produced for the world. Mm. Right. In 1995 in Mexico. And in 2021, it was two hundred and eleven million liters that is insanity and right and so the growth that you're seeing is not in really is not in the 100 percent tequila i'm sorry it's not in the mixto tequila it's in the 100 percent tequila and then and then if you start looking at these numbers okay so let's go back to uh to that overall growth and let's go back to the growth in tequila sales 
and agave, you know, mezcal, agave spirit sales in essence. So revenue increased by $3.8 billion for agave spirits, $3.8 billion. And of that, 24.7 million, yeah, 24.7 million nine liter cases um, uh, is, 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 is the equivalent, 3.8. So when you do the math, that means that the average case of tequila costs $153.85. If you just look at the increase in revenue and the increase in those uh, cases just for the, the year 2021 over 2020, you're talking about $153.85 per case, per nine liter case. Now, when you look at 2020 revenues, total revenues for agave spirits, and then the number of cases, it's $31.9 billion in revenues, and it's $266.4 million nine-liter cases. You know, and ignore those numbers, because that's not the important number. The important number is, when you do that math, you're looking at a $119.74 on average per case. So what's my point? My point is, between 2020 and 2021... The average price case went up, thir- went up thirty four dollars, which is a twenty eight point four eight percent increase in case mm-hmm. price. The point being, my point being, you know, I shouldn't say the point because you yeah, can make yeah, your yeah. own okay, point. Okay, just just get get to it. I mean, I'd love that you did all the, the all math, traveling. That's the, you know, yeah, yeah, that's your good. Yeah, the, yeah. My my point being this: if you look. And all of these statistics, and it's not just agave spirits, the agave spirits wins for this. In every single category, every single category, people are buying more and more what they call premium, high-end premium, and super premium spirits. Value spirits, I'm not saying that they're disappearing. You know, there were additional sales of agave spirits in the value category and in cordials, um, but... In every other category, gin, rum, vodka, whiskey, that went down. The sales of the value stuff went down. No. Yes. Now, you know, here's here to me is the important oh. point. Here is the okay. vital point. That is misleading. Okay. And what I mean by that is people are busy. This is what I was saying in this previous episode. People have stuff going on in their lives, and they mm-hmm. don't take the time to investigate most things that they purchase. Now, there are going to be people who go, oh, well, I, you know, I, I go to the farmer's market. I buy all of my, my no, vegetables no, no, directly. Blah, blah. On, I know what's, on, I know what's, I know what's like, organic, I, I, blah, 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 blah. But like Amazon B&H, there's all companies that they're based on reviews. They're based on a, hundreds of people doing very detailed reviews of, of the things they buy. I would say that people are like rather... I think there has never been a moment in history where people are more informed about what they buy. No, 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 no. I would say, Chava, that we at no point in history have we had the ability to be more informed. That's gotcha. different than actually being more informed. You know, I like I, I I'm I'm guessing when I ask you this question, your your answer is going to be different than the average consumer. Certainly different than the average um, Yankee consumer, um, but. How many of those reviews do you actually read before you purchase a product? Uh, It depends. If I'm buying audio or video equipment, I'll say at least 25. 
Okay. And if you're buying something that costs you 20 or $30. I don't downgrade anything. Like, no. Okay. I, I, yeah. And, and, you know, and that's with your, with your income being in pesos, right? Yeah. Yeah. Like not, not a, yeah, not so, a tremendously so, generous so, income. So my point is this, right? Like you can take a, let's, because uh, <laughs> Yana's already mad at me. Let's take Casa Dragones as an example, right? Here's a tequila. And I am not saying that this is the wrong way to do it, but here's a tequila that's made using a diffuser that's considered super premium based on price. Based on price and, 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 and based and, on packaging. And brand, yeah, they have beautiful, yeah, they, beautiful, they look branding. beautiful. Right. It, yeah, like their bottles, they're handmade. They, they like have like, yeah. they're very pretty. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's an industrially made product. Yes? Yes. Or you want to you, you want to go into another sub no, uh, episode no, 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 about no, no. the artisanship of the, no, okay, no, 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 of no, the no, diffuser? No. It's made using a diffuser. Now, again, I'm not saying that makes it bad, but what I am saying is... We're looking at these four categories according to the Distilled Institute Spirit uh, Council of value, premium, high-end premium, and what was it, ultra or super premium? Super premium, right? So that's it. You get value, premium, high-end premium, super premium. Value is like disappearing in terms of sales. And people are getting premium, but oh my God, in particular, the agave spirits category, your biggest growth is literally super premium, literally super premium. 1991, the biggest, the biggest, uh, um, uh, biggest category, if you will, and those aren't categories according to the CRT, but according to discus, the, the most sales for tequila took place in that most expensive category. My point being, and with whiskey, actually, it was most of it was in high-end premium, which was just barely above super premium. My point being that I think consumers want a better product. They are too lazy to do the research to figure out what is a better product. Hey, don't and call them lazy. Come on. No, no. Hey, I'm one of them. They, they, I'm, not, I'm not saying lazy. I just have a better stuff to do with your life. That's not being lazy. <laughs> okay, okay. They're distracted. <laughs> they're distracted by trying to afford the rent or the mortgage, uh, yeah, make sure the kids get to school, go. whatever. But, All the good but, stuff. But, but my point is um, people like me are instead marketing to them by using price point. And you can distract the consumer by having a high-end price, which makes them think, well, if I'm paying more, it must be better. And, mm. I, I, and, and so I say all this to say, I think there is an opportunity here. I think there's an opportunity to flip the script on how consumers are consuming. If, mm. you know, if it's, it's a lot of work to educate somebody from a distance, and we're trying to do that with agave spirits. This is the conversation you and I were having about Maguey Malate. They're trying to do it, and they're doing a great job of it for this tiny, tiny, tiny little little bubble of human beings who are our, our you know, it's our community. Well, well I, and at the same time, you know, it was a big shout out to Maguey Malate. I was having a meeting with, with Dalton, who runs it, and he was telling me that the most successful piece of media that he produces every month is his email newsteller. The fact that humans read uh, email newsteller in 2022 goes beyond <laughs> me. Like, it's just, it's just I, I cannot. Like, that, that, like, that is absolutely counterintuitive, but it tells me that there's a group of people 
that are willing to to read the long paragraphs to better understand. Well, you're you're, you're making an assumption. I'd actually argue that the reason that the more people consume the newsletter than anything else is because it's much easier to skim. I I, and you know, and then you find something you're interested in and you read it. But I don't think anybody's going start to finish on the newsletter as like uh, like a, like it's a news story. I don't think that's the case. But um, so my point is, my point is, mm. I think there's an opportunity for everybody in this industry who wants to see more success of these small producers. Start charging more. Start charging more. People mm. will assume it has to be better. And right now, it people are demonstrating. It is better. It is scarcer. Like it, 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 it already has it. I'm not disagreeing, but that's not the point. That's not my point at all. My point is people are making their decisions by and large very, very quickly based on one thing, which is price. And so if you start charging more for the better stuff, regardless of what it costs you, you're going to force, in essence, the brands who are actually bringing to market the better stuff, you're going to force them to upcharge because they can and they almost have to in order to keep up with market demand. Yeah, but this is like so contradictory to what you've, I've heard you tell a lot of brands in the past where you're like, the only way to really make it big in the US is selling a $35 mezcal that can make it to the well and can be used. No, in no, 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 no. You've only heard half of this. What I said was there's basically two ways to go. Right. Like we did. We did a whole episode on this. Where is the expensive mezcal? It doesn't exist. It doesn't exist. Where's the $10,000 bottle? It doesn't exist. My point is you get in the well. Right at the, the, I don't know, what is it? I think you have to be $23 roughly a liter in order to get into the well to be a, mes- a, a well mezcal. Get there if you want to do volume. That's where you got to go. If you want to do dollars, you got to be the $1,000 bottle. The first guy to market with that $1,000 bottle, that's going to be the winner. Okay, so I, I actually, that is, that is so exciting uh, i a lot of times i talk with people and i say that i am so happy that mezcal or agave spirits became a thing <laughs> you're right now yeah. yeah i am getting in trouble uh right now and not before because i think that if it had become a popular thing in the early 2000s we wouldn't have had the chance to do a lot of the things that are happening right now you mean because we, we wouldn't have had the communications tools well, no, like people wouldn't have been interested in buying more expensive alcohol, which is basically your conclusion. And the fact that people are willing to buy more expensive stuff, right? like absolute vodka was the big kid, like it was the most desired thing God, in the early you, 2000s. You, funny fact, funny fact for you. If you look at yeah. vodka sales, twenty the, the change in volume between 2020 and 2021, right? Same thing. Like literally both the premium and the value uh, categories of vodka went down and yeah and the super premium and high-end premium shot up shot up think about that for vodka hey there's good vodka uh, yeah there's one it's ch distilleries but when you're talking about vodka literally by definition you know and, and ch uh i don't know how they get away with making it taste good but they do because it's you know it's wheat and everything but um you know by definition you're you've distilled it so many times it has almost no flavor no well you have not distilled it so many times you distill it to so such high proof 
that it's the pure, like it is the purest expression of drinking ethanol and water. No, 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 no. So oh, ethanol, yes, and then you knock it down with water so that it's thirty yeah, percent or whatever. Yeah, okay, yeah. that fair. Yeah, you know, but so you know, I think to me it's hopeful. To me, this is good information. It just requires brands to act on it. It requires brands to be thinking about their price points in a different way. I mean, I I love our friends at Malbien, but I think they're too inexpensive. They have to be more expensive. I yeah. think they need to raise yeah, their price, which is also a way of saying, you know, hey, if you're listening to this podcast, go out and buy a lot of bottles of Malbien because <laughs> like, it's crazy how inexpensive they are. They are. It is. And they are working with... The most talent, like some of the most talented, talented kids that we know. Yeah. And the kids that do very little, very specialized stuff. Mm -hmm. These are your baccarat of the agave spirits world. And, and yeah, like it's, it's like the fact that it exists in the US for that price for me, just like it just blows my mind. There, so yeah, there you go, go out there, buy a lot of Malbien. <laughs> so there's there's our conclusion. Ben Ben will like that rap. Um unless you have something else to add, Java. No, nothing. I think that's what people should should do right away. Right okay. now. Okay. Adios. I'll catch you next episode then. Hasta pronto. This has been Agave Road Trip, the podcast that helps gringo bartenders learn about agave spirits. Your hosts are Lubank and Chava Periban. Sound engineering by Roy Sierra. Theme song performed by Gabriel Oliveira and Mark Rico. Sign up to become a road tripper and listen to more episodes at agaveroadtrip.com. If you enjoyed this podcast, please let us know. And if you hated it, recommend it to your enemies. You can also find us on Facebook and Instagram. Lou is in charge of our social media. So if he happens to sound like an old man, forgive him. He is one. Agave Road Trip is a production of 10 Angry Pitbulls, Inc. Agave Road Trip is powered by Simplecast. Thank you for listening to Heritage Radio Network. Heritage Radio Network is food radio supported by you. For our freshest content, subscribe to our newsletter. To subscribe to the Heritage Radio Network newsletter, enter your email at the bottom of our website, heritageradionetwork.org. Connect with Heritage Radio Network on Instagram and Twitter at heritage underscore radio. You can also find Heritage Radio Network at facebook.com slash heritageradionetwork. Heritage Radio Network is a nonprofit organization driving conversations to make the world a better, fairer, more delicious place. Heritage Radio Network couldn't do that without support from listeners like you. Become a part of the food world's most innovative community today. Subscribe to the shows you like. Tell your friends. And please join the Heritage Radio Network family by becoming a member. To become a member of the Heritage Radio Network, click on the beating heart at the top right of our homepage. Heritage Radio Network can become addictive. Programming you here on Heritage Radio Network can drive you to eat, drink, and listen to more programming on Heritage Radio Network. If it drives you to drink, please do not drink and drive. Drink responsibly. Eat responsibly too. And listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly. To listen to Heritage Radio Network responsibly, wear protective earbuds. While wearing protective earbuds, do not drive or walk. Sit in a comfortable chair. If that comfortable chair has a hard seat, please remember to get up and stretch every 30 minutes. If you get up and stretch every 30 minutes, do not stretch beyond your abilities. Stay within your defined stretching capacity and consult a doctor who specializes in stretching. If you do not have a doctor, listen to all the shows on the Heritage Radio Network. There has to be at least one doctor among the Heritage Radio Network podcast hosts. Thanks for listening. Agave Road Trip out.